Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely lady. Her name is Noor Al-Tamimi, and she is a confidence coach. Welcome, Noor. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. I'm very excited to be here today. And whereabouts in the world are you from, Noor? So I'm from Saudi Arabia, and I'm currently... um, because of uh, COVID between Dubai and London, but normally in the UK. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to be talking about in this, op- in this particular podcast episode, the three tips to improving our relationships. But before we get into that, what I'd first of all like to do is ask Nora a little bit about herself and, and what's led her to be doing what she's doing today. Okay, great. So uh, basically, I ha- actually had um, trainers brand. Uh, It was called The New Project, and um, I had moved the brand from Dubai to the UK in end of 2019, and uh, within a month and a half, COVID began, so it forced me to really reassess um, my, my values and what I wanted to contribute to the world, and it made me question consumerism and consumer culture. And I realized that I no longer wanted to be part of catering to a a want, but rather than a need. So I wanted to cater to people's needs. And it's, you know, the the pandemic just made me um, self-reflect on what my values are and what I want to contribute to make a direct positive difference to people's lives and therefore to the world. Wow. (laughs) excellent very very inspiring so going on to then talking about the three tips to improving our relationships you pre-off-air wanted to talk about the first one being about creating some clear communication so would you share with the audience you know some tips around how they can create some clear communication with their other half Yes, yes. So I I feel like a lot of um, relationships, uh, sometimes the other person doesn't feel like they're being heard, or they feel like, you know, what they're saying doesn't come across to the other person. So when I say clear communication, that also includes listening, and being able to really listen to your partner and their needs uh, in a healthy way without you know, interrupting without projecting um, is actually really important to strengthen the relationship because it will allow the other person to feel heard and just having creating this this intimate space where where you are listening. That's actually a very healthy form of communication. Um, Another clear way of communicating is um, many times in relationships, uh, people bottle things up and I don't know why that happens, but it's important to really not let things linger, you know, and not 
not be not hold a grudge or not let things pile up inside so i i think it's very healthy to also sleep with a clear conscious with a clear heart and with a clear soul and always make sure that you communicate to that person um, what your feelings are whether they've hurt you whether you feel you know you've been wronged somehow just having that clear communication is very important that's a really good point and one thing I'd add to that is that um, I think sometimes we can be fearful of want, not wanting to rock the boat. And in actual fact, that just creates more problems down the line because, like you say, it just builds up resentment in the end until it becomes, you know, at some point the straw that breaks the camel's back, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And um, that's why it's really important to communicate. And many times in relationships, you know, from my personal experience and um, p- people that, that I know in my inner circle, a lot of the times they are afraid to communicate with their partner. Um, and I wonder, you know, wh- where this fear has come from all of a sudden, you know, with someone that they live with, that they see every day, it shouldn't be something intimidating. And it's important to recognize that we make things much scarier in our minds. Um, and the more we avoid we avoid a confrontation or a conversation, the bigger and scarier it gets. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with that because quite often I think, um, like you said, you know, um, it's, it's actually bigger in our own heads than what actually the reality might be. And also I, what I found is if I do communicate, you know, even if it's something that uh, I think is, is maybe going to rock the boat, the the spouse concerned has often received that really well, you know, and, and they may not particularly like it, you know, on, in some instances, but at the end of the day, you're communicating what you find acceptable and what uh, isn't or is acceptable. And they will ultimately respect that, even if their initial reaction might be a bit defensive. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And one more thing I wanted to add about clear communication is speaking in a calm tone and in a calm voice, because I mean, I'm sure many people can relate to when we were young and kids and our mothers or fathers yelled at us. A a lot of the times it it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the impact that it does. Um, It either creates more drama or it creates, you know, us, you know, internalizing everything and being more afraid. So just remember to speak calmly and to communicate in, in a very calm tone so the other person is able to really listen to, to and absorb what you're trying to tell them. Exactly. And I think that creates then a safe space for men to share, you know, their mistakes or errors, because if they feel that by sharing, for example, say they've had an accident in the car and then their normal expectation if they confess that to you (laughs) would be to hear you go into a real drama over it Mm -hmm. and get really emotional it then prevents him from being able to share things like that in the future doesn't it because you know he doesn't want to be on the end of that drama or emotional response does it yeah exactly exactly so many times if you know you're infuriated or frustrated and you start yelling the other person will just shut out they, they're not going to absorb anything you tell them it's, that's why speaking in a calm tone is uh, an important factor in clear communication exactly because what i tend to hear from a lot of my clients is that 
you know, they 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 say, why do men lie, you know, or try and cover up the things that they've done? Well, the reason being is that you've taught them to be like that because of the way you've reacted to when they've shared something previously when they've made a mistake. Yeah, exactly. So there is, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the five second rule by Mel Robbins, but she, she wrote a book a while back that I read and I found it so helpful in everything. And this could be applied to that. So it's like when something is happening and, you know, you're angry or upset, just, you know, count from five to one backwards. So it's like five, four, three, two, one, and you just inhale and exhale and try to compose yourself and then speak in a calm, calm manner. It's not as easy as it sounds, <laughs> but, it, but, but it's, a good, uh, it's a good way of handling yourself when you're in that state, like reminding yourself to, okay, I, I, I want to speak calmly. I know that this is the only way I'll be heard. And it is the only way you're going to be heard because if you do react rather than respond in, with a soft voice, um, like you say, it's not going to solve anything and it's just going to make our partner, if anything, not want to communicate any misdemeanors or mistakes they've made in the future. Yes, so yes. You just create, you know, what you don't want in the end, don't you? Yes, 100%. And um, that's why also listening is one of the most powerful tools of communication. It's not just, you know, wanting to be heard by your partner, but making space for them being heard as well. And when you say listening, it isn't just about, you know, listening whilst you're drumming your fingers when waiting to jump in with your opposite point of view. It is listening respectfully, isn't it? And really being fully present. Exactly, exactly. Being present and, and creating that safe space. Excellent. So any other information you want to share about being clear around communication? Um, I think I've shared the most important three parts, you know, like being able to listen, being able to talk in a calm tone and voice where they can listen to you and that so that you're heard and uh, not letting things fester. So uh, making sure that you communicate on the daily uh, even if it's to do with something trivial uh, so that it doesn't build up inside. Excellent. So step two then, or the tip number two that you mentioned as part of the three tips is uh, around gratitude. What, what can you share with our audience around gratitude? So uh, a lot of, uh, you know, some of, some of, from my personal experience and some of the clients I've had, a lot of the times, uh, people have issues with um, their partners in the sense that their partners or, or them themselves always focus on the other person's flaws, you know? It's always like, okay, like they did this wrong and they did that wrong. And it's always about critiquing and, and not seeing the, the, the things that are going right. And a simple, um, a simple, you know, step of gratitude, even with yourself, like just writing a gratitude list for yourself um, makes a huge difference to your life. I mean, there have been so many um, studies surrounding gratitude and how it makes people happier and how it dramatically improves the quality of a person's life. So just being able to, to tell your partner at the end of the day, you know, three things that you're grateful for that they did throughout the day um, and them telling you 
why they're grateful for you and for three things that you did that day. I think this is a really simple yet profoundly powerful exercise because it allows the other person to feel you know, important to feel like that the other, that their partner isn't just focusing on their flaws, that they're seeing them, that they're being seen, not just heard, but seen. And isn't that so important? And sometimes as well, we can be, um, I suppose, reluctant to take compliments as well. It also, also teaches us to be able to receive as well as give, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. So that's one of the reasons why my niche is in confidence. It's helping people to, to receive compliments like you just mentioned. It's, it's funny. Um, so a simple exercise for that could be like if just imagine when a compliment as a present, you know, when someone gives you a present, you're not going to say like, oh, no, I don't want that. You know, <laughs> you're, you're going to be so happy and so excited and receive it with, uh, with open arms. So uh, just simply looking at, you know, compliments as presents um, really yeah. allows yourself to, to be more open to receive. Yeah, I think it's, it is so important because we forget, um, especially women, I feel, you know, we were so used to giving and nurturing and um, depleting ourselves that we forget that, you know, we deserve to receive as well and, and allow the space and give people the gift of giving uh, mm-hmm. rather than batting it back as well you know receive receive the compliment without feeling the need to you know say oh you know uh, it's nothing or or rather the, you know um, then throw a compliment back at the other person because you feel you need to balance it out no just just enjoy it you know just say thank you I really appreciate you saying that yes exactly exactly and it's amazing how you know just just expressing gratitude or, or hearing your partner expressing gratitude for you. It's amazing how it, it really strengthens your, your bond and your relationship. And actually what starts to happen is that every day you start to notice more things that your partner is doing. Um, and uh, subsequently you stop focusing on their flaws, but really you, you start to recognize that there is no perfect person, you know, I mean, you're not perfect your partner is not perfect we're all evolving together so just you know recognizing uh, the things that the other person does for you is so integral absolutely 100% agree and I think it's a great practice and a habit to get into and it does become a habit eventually doesn't it you know it might feel a bit challenging to start with and a bit maybe even false or fake, you know, saying, oh, let's sit down and tell each other what we appreciate about each other. But eventually it becomes a normal part and routine of your day, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. So in in my personal experience, uh, it wasn't easy convincing my partner to to tell me what they're grateful for, but I would force them (laughs) every day. And I would tell them and I'd say, this is your turn to tell me. And eventually now, you know, I don't have to tell him. It just happens naturally. Exactly. And it's it's a lovely way to give and receive with our spouse uh, uh, I've actually got that as a practice and a routine within my own relationship so I understand you know the, the immense benefits it can have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I mean just want to highlight that there I know this podcast is about relationships and love but just highlighting that the relationship with yourself is so important um, and you know being grateful for you as well 
and what you do, recognizing that so that you are able to then hold, you know, a bigger space for your partner. Absolutely. And for those singles out there, it's a good routine to get into and acknowledge what you're grateful for every day, um, mm-hmm. isn't it? Regardless mm-hmm. of whether you're in a relationship or not. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I recommend having a gratitude journal. I have one myself. And I actually started this practice around a year and a half ago. Uh, So right when the pandemic began, and I started with writing three things down. And right now, it's up to 10 things a day. So every night before I sleep, I just write 10 things. Um, sometimes I write more than 10, you know, if a lot of things happen that day, but it's never less than 10. It evolved from three to five to 10. Yeah. And even if you just start with one, it's a start, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Again, the more you do it, the easier it becomes and the more you find to be grateful for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And another way you can uh, communicate that with your partner is, you know, maybe writing gratitude post-its, you know, leaving it for them, um, you know, in their work office or somewhere where they can find it. Sometimes doing that extra effort uh, comes a long way. Yeah, I've even, you know, done something similar where I put a post-it in his pocket for him to find later and uh, you know, as a nice surprise. And it's, it's a way mm-hmm. to be a bit flirtatious as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or taking taking their cash and putting a nice <laughs> note and set. <laughs> huh. uh, is that something you've done then, Noah? <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I just, uh, I was just trying to be creative right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it in the future. <laughs> So any, any other tips you want to share around gratitude and uh, pass on to the audience? Before? Um, well, yeah, well, just, I mean, just before, you know, giving, sharing gratitude with your partner, just make sure that you do it with yourself as, as a basis, you know, like, so write three things you're gr- grateful for in your life. And then you can communicate what your partner did that you're grateful for. So just, it's important, I feel, to to make sure that you put yourself first, because if we don't take care of ourselves, um, then we won't be able to take care of others or serve others. Excellent. Love that. Okay, so the third big tip then that you wanted to share around um, improving our relationship is around value. So What have you got to say around that subject? So um, the reason why I chose values is because many relationships um, that sadly don't work out or marriages that don't work out are when uh, the other person, you know, states that their partner has changed. Um, And what many people fail to recognize is that they've actually changed themselves as well in the process. You know, we're Uh, we're human beings that are constantly evolving, we're constantly learning, our passions are changing. Um, So being able to have similar values to begin with is really important with, um, you know, cementing your bond. But even if your values change along the way, it's important to communicate that with your partner so that they can understand, you know, why you do the things you do or um, why you're acting the way you're acting. Because sometimes, many times, some things that bother you, your partner won't understand, but it's because you're, you, it, it crosses your value, 
you know? So just being able to recognize what your values are, what your partner's values are, and seeing where your commonalities are and where your differences are, are so important in strengthening that bond so that you can understand each other. So for example, let's say your partner values, um, you know, cooking, something simple like cooking, and they really value you making them dinner or, or lunch on if they're working from home, like during COVID. Um, recognize, and let's say you're a terrible cook, right? <laughs> Recognizing that, you know, your partner, this is one of their values and making that extra effort, uh, even if you have, you know, other priorities, you know, just taking that time to cater to your partner's values will really strengthen your relationship and vice versa. I mean, I could have like many um, examples of values, but especially to begin with, you know, especially because I'm from the Middle East, uh, a lot of the times people, uh, well, society and family, they recommend, you know, you marry someone from the same culture, from the same religion, because it's similar values. Um, and when people, you know, I, I'm, I'm not with an Arab nor a Muslim, by the way. So um, I've, I've went against the status quo in that sense. But um, it just made me realize that, you know, you can work around having different set of values. And when you inform your partner about, you know, your culture and things that are important for you, they can learn from that and they can uh, be inspired by that. And I think it's, it's actually beautiful to come together from, from different cultures and different values and learn from one another. Okay, so just for the benefit of the audience that may not really understand what values are. Could you give some typical examples of the things that might be values that you can share with the audience so they understand what that term actually means? Mm -hmm. So your values are the things that you believe are important in the way you live and work. Um, so it, they should like typically determine your priorities um, and deep down they're what drive you so for example um if you go online and you you can do like a value it, it, you can just google like how to figure out what my values are there, there are a list of different words and typically what I do with my clients is that I have my own list of values that I send them and I tell them to choose you know the top 10 that really resonate with them so for example, if it is uh, like trust, uh, loyalty, uh, service, um, uh, knowledge, uh, spirituality, like there are so many different words. And so they pick, I, I have them pick the top 10 and out of those top 10, I make them reduce it to three. And those are the things that we focus on and for them to recognize what areas in their life fall under those types of umbrella. Uh, you know, a lot of clients find it difficult to break it down to three, but I, I feel like having three and five values are good to start with. Um, and it's a fun exercise to do with your partner as well, you know, just asking them, you know, out of these words, like, what do you think resonates more most with your work ethic, with your life, with what's important for you? Does yeah. that answer your question? It does. And I think it is about, you know, asking what's important for you to feel or experience, isn't it, in your life on a regular basis actually sums up what, what values are. 
So what do you do um, if you're in a situation where you feel like, um, I suppose that your your values are becoming a bit misaligned with your partner? What would you suggest in that situation? So I, that's when we go back to point A, communication. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and really, you know, tell... And it's funny because values do change, you know? I mean, you know, when you're in college... Uh, or in high school, you, you have completely different values. You know, you care about, let's say, popularity. You care about, um, okay. you know, <laughs> different things. <laughs> and then, um, you know, even throughout your life, your career changes. Uh, just like what I went through during the pandemic. I mean, my values changed uh, just when I realized, you know, I no longer wanted to be part of this consumer world. It, it doesn't uh, make me feel like I'm making a positive difference. Uh, it doesn't nourish my soul. Um, so it's funny, our values do change. Um, and it, it changes depending on our environment. It changes uh, depending, you know, on the person we're with even. Uh, but it's important to always uh, be confident in who you are in the sense that, and I don't want to mistake confidence with stubbornness. So like when I say confident in a relationship, it means like you have a strong sense of self and sense of identity and your values. And that makes for a healthy relationship because it makes sure that the partner or the person that you're with doesn't change who you are or doesn't have that power to make you feel insecure in any way because you are sure of you are you know you have a strong sense of self you you have a strong self esteem you have so, strong self confidence so it's important um, to to be sure of who you are and uh, but of course you know when even in dating or in relationships what what attracts partners to each other and what eventually leads to marriage is actually the commonality of values you know if they bo both value uh, children and they both value family and you know a lot of the times they will have those commonalities and of course you so you're going back to your question which is what happens when your values change going back to communication like tell, being able to communicate with your partner you know like I'm going through this right now and I feel like this is what I feel is important to me at this moment and I want to have a career change or I want to focus more on, you know, uh, let's say suddenly you became very spiritual and you wanted to become a yoga instructor, you know, just communicating that with your partner. Like, I think it's important for me to uh, examine this field better and I hope you're there to support me in this, even if your partner, you know, doesn't understand, but just that communication so that they're there to understand what's important for you. Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, it is about going back to the communication part of the exercise of, you know, what, what are these things that help us improve our relationships? And that it's very, very important if you feel like your values are changing, that you keep each other informed about what, mm -hmm. how you feel about things Mm -hmm. in terms of what's now important to you compared to what was important to you when you first met, for example. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's why values are important. And talk a little bit about um, the difference between communicating from a space of, um, like you say, confidence versus stubbornness. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to highlight that because a lot of the times people, you know, um, want to work on their self-confidence and uh, once they feel they're at a level where they're sure of themselves and, you know, they're sure of their beliefs and, and they're sure and confident with their decisions. Um, sometimes if, you know, their partner is, or someone in their vicinity, a friend, doesn't matter who like says something that they, they don't agree with, um, suddenly they will think that, you know, no, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. These are my values and I'm not going to change, you know, like they, there's, there's, that's why I love to highlight that don't mistake in confidence with stubbornness, because once you get to that stage, it's important to recognize that we are constantly evolving and we are not perfect beings, mm. you know, and just because in that certain moment you believe in a certain thing strongly, it doesn't mean that you are right all the time. Um, you know, people, this is why belief systems are so powerful because um, they can convince us that uh, or make us see things only the way we want to see them. So it's important to be able to have an open perspective. And this is important because you should be able to see your partner's point of view and your partner's perspective and not just focus on your values and on your perspective and how things should be your way. It should be, you know, you, you should be able to merge the two together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I had somebody that I know that, um, and this is going back some years, he's changed his view completely around what he said at that moment in time, but I, I quite have a laugh with him about it now around, you know, he, his, um, he, had, he was quick tempered and I, I challenged him on it and said, well, you know, where does that come from? He says, well, I'm a volatile volcano. I've always been a volatile volcano and, and, and you know, that's what I'll always be. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's funny. It's also like, I, I actually have a friend who doesn't like cucumbers and from a very young age, and she's just she convinced that she hates cucumbers. And um, we went to a Greek restaurant and they served tzatziki, which has cucumbers in it. And she loved it and she ordered more. And at the end of the dinner, I was like, do you know that there are cucumbers in there? And she was like in shock and she couldn't believe it. And now she eats cucumbers. So that's just another example of <laughs> how we convince ourselves of certain things, you know, that it's just funny, the power of the mind. Yeah, but we don't know what we don't know, do we, until we do know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then we can do better. Okay, so thank you so much for sharing all those tips around how we can improve our relationship. Um, number one, around clear communication, and number two, around gratitude, and number three, around values. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up the episode? Then no. Um. I just know, th- first of all, thank you for having me, Lynn. And I hope uh, what I shared will help, you know, people and their relationships. Uh, just uh, wanted to add to, to, be con- to remember to be confident in who you are uh, and what your values are, but also um, recognize what's important for your partner and what their values are so that you can work together. Excellent. Love that. So what is the best 
way that our audience members can connect with you then or what's the best form of contact that you can share with them uh, so they can follow me on instagram at the new life so it's t-h-e-n-o-u life excellent thank you so much no that's been really really helpful and uh, i really enjoyed our conversation today thank you so much lynn and thank you for having me i've enjoyed it as well thank you So it just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts entwined.com Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.